Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we have Bruce Lavelle. Yes, the Atlanta businessman, entrepreneur, longtime confidant of President Donald Trump, a longtime RNC surrogate, trusted voice in conservative politics in the African-American community, in the business community. He's going to join us to talk about what's next for Donald Trump. I want to know what he has to say. I think we're all trying to guess what will be next for the 45th president. What will he do to leave a legacy to influence the 2022 elections, to possibly run in the 2024 elections? We'll ask about all those things with Bruce LaValle. He's an insider who will know the latest thinking inside Team Trump about the future of our 45th president. Meanwhile, uh, before we get to that interview, and I really want to spend the most of the time today with Bruce because he knows so much. And, you know, he's also really understands what's going on in the small business community, the entrepreneurial community. Uh, the Biden agenda is starting to have an impact, take a bite out of some of small business. Um, one of the dynamics that a lot of people forget is during the Trump years, African-American and Hispanic small business owners went up, they grew, their economy grew. Uh, and uh, now there's some worry that the economy may contract with inflation, with increased regulation, with new increasing energy prices. Uh, related to the cancellation of the TransCanada pipeline and other uh, uh, environmental regulations that the left wants. Uh, Bruce is going to give us a skinny on that. We want to talk to him. But before we do that, I wanted to point out a couple stories on Just the News today because I think they uh, get to some of the more important scandals, things that maybe uh, mainstream news outlets aren't reporting, but I think are important to understand just old-fashioned facts. Uh, you can't um, you can't miss this. It is truly facts. Uh, by the way, the 20 Days of Infamy story I told you about yesterday, it's up on the site. Check it out. A lot of new documents in there you can download if you're uh, keeping up on all the developments and the unraveling of the Russia collusion case. This story is a very important one. A lot of robust documents. All right, but before we get to that, I want to get to two other stories. First off, last night we learned that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and federal prosecutors have opened an investigation into Andrew Cuomo and his administration's handling of nursing home deaths. Did they, the fundamental question is, did they try to obstruct justice? Did they try to obstruct the Trump Justice Department Attorney General Bill Barr from seeing the true scope of um, 
the deaths in New York's nursing homes caused by Andrew Cuomo's executive order sending COVID patients infected back to the vulnerable populations in the nursing homes. That is an obstruction of justice case, a conspiracy case. It's at its earliest stages. Listen, I'll say this because I said it for President Trump as well. Andrew Cuomo deserves the benefit of the doubt until we get all the facts out there. But right now, it seems pretty clear from the testimony, the statements of his own advisors. There was a cover-up that went on during 2020. The true scope of death and destruction that his executive order caused is now going to be under investigation by the FBI federal prosecutors. That's worth checking out. Headline on that story, you can find it in the news, not noise section right now. FBI federal prosecutors investigating Cuomo administration's handling of nursing home deaths. Check that out. It's an important one. Another story that's trending big on the site, and I think it's an important one uh, because um, it uh, reminds us of the topic we're going to talk to with Bruce Lavelle in just a second, the continuing clout of Donald Trump in the Republican Party. Uh, My good colleague, Nick Sherman, wrote a story this morning saying that Six of the seven Republican senators who voted to convict former President Trump at his impeachment trial last week, last Saturday it was exactly, have been rebuked already in their home states, either by party organizations or grassroots voters. Uh, The list is there from Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy uh, to uh, Senator Pat Tomey of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, We saw Ben Sass. He got quite a bit of whack. Uh, Richard Burr censured already. The list goes on. Um, uh, even Mitt Romney is facing some backlash in his home state with grassroots conservatives uh, who've uh, launched an online petition to censure him, although uh, uh, the GOP party in Utah right now is unwilling to do that. So they, they've turned down that request. But I bet you that's not the end of that dispute. Uh, in Alaska, uh, Lisa Murkowski, who I predict will be one of Donald Trump's biggest primary targets next year if the president stays in the political arena. Lisa Murkowski up for re-election next year. I bet the president spends a lot of time uh, pumping up a challenger to her. Uh, What's going on there? At least six of the state House districts have voted to censure uh, her. Uh, That's a large amount of the state. Pretty resounding verdict that Republicans in Alaska aren't happy with her vote. So check out that story. Uh, Nick Sherman just joined us this week as a reporter. We're really excited to have him aboard. Good story. It's trending as the number one story at Just the News right now for a good reason. A lot of other people have not been covering the impact, the fallout of those senators' votes. We've done it for you. The list is there. All of the details are there. You can check it out. Go into the Dig In article. Learn everything you need to know. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, Bruce Lavelle joins us. Yes, someone who knows what the discussions are inside the Trump world, inside the conservative world, inside the business world, inside the African-American and Latino communities in America. He'll be up next to uh, give us all of his insights on what's next for America's 45th president right after this commercial break. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time time. 
Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a man who knows President Trump very well, knows Republican politics and the conservative movement about as well as anyone in it. Uh, Bruce Lavelle is joining us. He's been a longtime advisor to President Trump and also as a senior RNC surrogate. Bruce, good to have you on the show today. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, I'm going to give you a really easy question. Uh, there's no hard. This is an easy one. What's <laughs> Donald Trump going to do next? That's uh, just a, such a uh, certain area. <laughs> where where does MAGA and Pre- you know you see this? I, I could you know Monday at President's Day you see this incredible spontaneous mm-hmm. rally as he coming yeah. as he's coming back from golf in Palm Beach, Florida. It's obvious that his movement wants him to stay in the game and make MAGA bigger. And he's obviously made some comments yeah. suggesting he will. Where does he go? Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for having me, John. Well, first of all, he's going to keep going. You got to remember, and the other thing too, as it relates to the the, the huge crowd that uh, stood around him during, during uh, I call it the motorcade as right. he was riding through. Imagine if we didn't have such a liberal city council, and that's another subject about trying to vote that he can't live there and all the silliness and all that. Imagine, but listen, that place would have filled up the whole city if we had not the COVID situation, just for FYI. It's amazing. So yeah. You saw a lot of people, it would have quadrupled. But anyway, the movement's going to continue. The, the president is the vehicle and the vessel. And he is the type of person, um, and, and people get a little emotional out there, that why, you know, why is he still out here fighting on the election? Because the president knows when he loses and when he wins. Let me make that clear. Uh-huh. And you got to remember, 45 years as a developer, as a business guy, he's, he's had some uh, unfortunate uh, calls on some real estate deals or some development deals. You know, we all have in some capacity as business people. Myself here in Atlanta, 27 years, I've developed projects. Sure. Some good ones and not so good ones. But we also know how to identify and to regroup and come back and rebuild and to do it better. So with that being said, for all the millions of listeners you have out here, John, one thing I can tell you, quote, about the president, I call him the president, is the fact that he identifies, okay, I did this over here, I got to adjust this, I got I can't put this type of steel on this building, I got to put this steel to make it right. structurally more integ- strong. So this is how his brain thinks. So now he's regrouping, he's, he's analyzing the playing field, and I'll be honest with you, there was a great interview, I think it was Larry King or one of them, John, where he was being asked about relationships. And when you go through tough times and when you lose a lot of things, you lose almost everything, you know, how it conditions you, how it really lets you see who's really with you in the vision, who really standing with you. And I, and, and, and I know this is really bumpy right now, especially for all your, your listeners now, is it's, all, it's actually kind of healthy in a lot of ways because, yeah, we can, you know, doom and gloom, you know, with the situations in the November elections and how things were treated and how the cancel culture, yeah, we can dwell on that. Right. But we got to look at the optimism here. We got to look at 2022, 2024. We got to look at the accomplishments. We got to look at, okay, we did it this way. We did it that way, but let's try it this way. But with that being said, brother John, is that it's actually a great situation that we're going through to really vet out the folks who really were in it for their own special personal but, you know, right. what they wanted and not the actual movement. Remember, President Trump represents the actual 75 plus billion. He's he's the vessel, the vehicle of America first movement. It's not him as a cult sensation. It's he's the vehicle that God's put in there to be the vehicle, the vessel of this message. 
and we are the ones that are with him. That's why it's always we, we, we. It's not me with him. He says we, we, we did this, we did that, we, we, we. <laughs> you know, he does. So yeah, that's no, great he, optimism. He he talks yeah. about the movement in the large all all the time, and um, you know, I I had a chance to talk to him before he left office, and you really got a sense of his frustration that uh, Republicans. There, there are two Republicans. There are the MAGA Republicans, and then there are the traditional Republicans. And the traditional Republicans, right. he felt like, give up too easy. And it isn't just about the election; it's about policy fights. And you know, he, uh, yeah. And and I think he's looking for a new type of Republican who's tougher and can take on Democrats who aren't afraid of a fight and aren't afraid to use any right. tactics in a fight. Do you have a sense that what he would like to accomplish in 2022 is to get more MAGA Republicans in the party and fewer establishment Republicans? Well, as soon as the, uh, I call it the dust settles, you're going to see him, I'm, I'm sure, um, be a little more vocal coming soon and probably even more vocal as we get closer to, obviously, 2022 for some uh, congressional seats and right. Senate seats, as well as some uh, governors that are going to have a tough time. Also, in addition to possibly 2024, I'll just put it there like that. But you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, as we look back at 2015 and went into the White House in uh, 2017, January, you know, President Trump stuck an olive branch out there from some of the guys that have been there. I said, listen, and he, the, the very ones that he like, you know, he talked some really good trash. To. Right, <laughs> you know, of course. They look, come on yeah. over here now. It's, it's over. Now let's try to build it. Really did stick the olive branch. And of course, you know what that did. It brought uh, some some unfortunate swamp rats in key appointed <laughs> positions that created the leaks and the drama and, yeah. the, and the resistance and like, oh, my God. So in all defense for President Trump, he literally did try to, like, reconcile, like, all right, guys, up, up, come on, let's build this. So now he realized, like, you know what? Y'all, you, listen, I, I'm, I'm bringing you to the baptismal pool, but you don't want to lay down in the water. So I guess we're going to have to go over here and bring some of these folks over here. So yep. with that being said, you saw the great uh, Congress folks that got elected this November 4th, Congressman right. Donald down in Florida, my good friend Burgess Owens, these really yeah. strong, powerful women, my, my gangster lean OG Marjorie Green next door to me <laughs> in the next neighboring county because I am right. in Atlanta. That county too, that's right. And that, and, that, and that gunslinger down there in Colorado, I say that respectfully, gunslinger, respectfully, yeah. uh, Goldberg down in uh, Colorado. So there's many... Many great uh, Congress folks that got elected that have the America First agenda. And if you watch them, John, they're still continuing the America First movement. A lot of people say, oh, they're just cult, you know, Trump followers. Like, no, they're, they're part of the movement. Yeah, and that's why I try to let people understand this is not some kind of cult following with, with, as a Trump cult follower. This is a, a movement bigger than, bigger, bigger than all of us, John. And that's pretty much why the president keeps saying, Quote, we don't worship government, we worship God. You saw that in his inauguration speech. I did. Yeah. Gently slided to rain. I was right there next to him. Right. Well, not next to him, but close by. But also the fact that he always says, we, we did this, we. So that's something that, that resonates with a lot of passion with America that's been through the financial crash of 08, saw the pay to plays and the bailouts and the, the mm -hmm. unfortunate situations where that was dealt with. Even back from earlier on in eighties, from the SNL, and, and a lot of things, John, that special interest had so much dominion on uh, their elected officials to to sway them to vote a certain way, and that's essentially what's going on right now. And that's why, you know, listen, I, I, I 
I never really expected Mitch McConnell and some of those guys that have been in there for 100 years on both sides of the aisle to really understand the MAGA movement, the America First movement. I really didn't expect them to. So in all fairness to them, you know, they will perish out of their seats because of the lack of knowledge and the willingness to want to entertain the knowledge of the MAGA America First movement. And that's okay. Just go sit down to the side. We'll get you. We'll get someone to take your seat. It's okay. And we saw my good friend, Lara Trump, who, who, let me tell you, that's a game changer in North Carolina. Listen, there's many folks. I just came off Newsmax talking about uh, when Limbaugh leaves, these new young Don Bonginos and all these young, young, yeah, that young people that have we have resurrected this America First movement. So, John, I'm optimistic about the future. You know, I'm not going to sit up here. You can tell in my voice this is this is real. This isn't some stage conversation with John. And yeah, I think I really one who thinks that Donald Trump was a four-year phenomenon uh, does uh, makes that assumption at their own risk. Well, this I'm biased much, I know him well. <laughs> yeah, it's a much larger movement, and it, it you know when you talk yeah. to the people at the base of it. They've got unfinished business. They want to get the rest of the job done, and and yeah. um, and and I think so. If you look at the uh, the next two years, how can the president, how can President Trump um, shape the twenty twenty two elections? Uh, candidate recruitment, um, uh, mm-hmm. fundraising. What are, what are uh, think tanks and developing the America the Trump doctrine or the Make America Great uh, doctrine bigger and, and more defined and draw differences with Biden? What are what are some of the options that you think? the president has in his uh, arsenal? Well, he has a tremendous arsenal, you know, and, you know, he's actually been so far vocal to some of the sitting governors that weren't so friendly to him when there were some uh, strong conversations of the appearance of improprieties, and especially these battleground states as it relates to the, quote, mail-in ballots that had no chain of custody, no supervision. And, you know, uh, Armistad Group, I know that group very well. I've actually yeah, Larry Klein's a, a good lot friend of network. Or Phil Klein, yeah, yeah. a good, very good friend of mine. Yeah, and I've talked about, about that, yeah. you know, and I've actually, listen, you know, John, uh, pivoting back on that, I've actually talked to some old school Democrats that went into that, that ballot box, especially during the uh, runoff between Warnock, Ossoff, and uh, Kelly Loeffler and uh, – uh, you know, when David Perdue was in there and the old school Democrats said, Bruce, I don't even know if my vote's going to count, you know, because of the, the, the climate and the culture of how the mail-in ballots had no accountability, uh, absentee ballots were mailing in weeks after, you know, all of this, you know, and the fact that Zuckerberg, you know, did, able was able to accomplish, you know, spending up to an excess of 400 plus million dollars in, quote, advocacy on, yeah. <laughs> on voter, you know, to, to prioritize. Yeah, you, had, you had a great uh, tweet on this. Box. I mean, uh, we, we did a lot of work on that. I filed a lot of the FOIAs with um, Phil, mm-hmm. and we, we dug out a lot of the, uh, yeah. the new information about uh, Zuckerberg's money and the influence and the targeting. And you know, yeah. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just to help election officials put on an election. It was designed yeah. to get a very specific constituency to vote more. And yeah. that's influence money, right? That should be regulated by the Federal Election Commission. Do you think yep. there's enough will in the Republican Party in the key states, Georgia, um, uh, North Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, to uh, ban uh, such large oligarchical money coming into the election and to you know take on mail-in balloting and, and get the rules back to where they were prior to 2020? I know in Georgia we got some strong state reps and some strong senators. However, some of our 
leading constitutional officer that he, uh, I, I question. And, and let me let me go into this, John, real quick, just for the, the listeners here. Remember, the whole the whole base and the core of Donald J. Trump's candidacy was not being beholden to special interests and not taking special money. Right. Now, by the grace of God, God blessed him with a, a tremendous amount of wealth. So he was able to, to fund, self-fund a lot of his campaign, obviously, in the early early stages, especially the primaries. I think it was $45 million up to the month of April from the time of 15, of right. 2016, which is phenomenal. You know, and you saw Jeb Bush spent $80 million in Iowa just to run attack ads on right. one one caught one caucus alone so that 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 says in itself what the movement was about but but the most powerful component that the president possesses is that narrative and those are the narrative that's what we're looking for from the city council seat from the state rep seat to our probate judges our district courts superior courts you know district attorneys these are the folks that we're enticing and want to run for these seats who will not be beholding and take pack you know, large special interest money. So then they're controlled. And that, and see, that's why, you know, John, respectfully, nothing, nothing really surprised me on Mitch McConnell, and a lot of these guys, because they have paved their way through their office, through special interest and pay to play. And, and, and listen, both sides are guilty of this. That's right. This is not just a Democrat. Yeah, that's the dirty Republican secret of Washington. Thing. That's right. Yeah, this is this is a thing that's going that's being unraveled. And you saw the president making deals over there at the DOD, how he got on the phone and made the deal on the negotiating the the, the embassy for um, in Israel right. and how much money he saved. You know, we can go on and on deal deal. You know, uh, reg- regulation cuts for every one you bring, you cut two. Right. You know, that was a billion dollars of cutting regs right out the gate, January seventeenth. So these are game changes, but also, John. You realize when you make these type of game changes, it affects the special interest money. So essentially, that's what the war is essentially all about. Now, some of these key battleground states like uh, Georgia and some of these other states, there are Republicans who hold some of these seats who are birthed through that special interest. And, and for example, the Secretary of State, Brad Ratzenberger here, Secretary of State, there's no way in the world he should ever went into agreement with Stacey Abrams. This is my wheelhouse, ladies and gentlemen. I am a civil rights child. I live in Atlanta. My uncle marched with Dr. King, and he was close friends with Ralph Abernathy sure. um, with the SCLC. I know I know the story. I'm, I'm late 50s. I've seen the situations in the 60s as a little boy. I understand it. I get it. However, every, every means and ability to, to vote, if you want to vote, John, my brother, you can vote on Saturday. You can early vote. You can vote on Sunday. You can. There, there are there are thousands of ways to be successful to get to the polls. This is what bothers me when other folks are pushed. We gotta address the the voting rights, and 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 see that 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 right there. And Republicans got to be strong and just for common sense factor. Like there are too many ways to be successful to get to the polls. Right. It really, honest to God, is. And I would be the first to bark out and scream to the highest mountain based on my legacy, understanding where we come as a nation as it relates to the, quote, poll test in the 50s and the 40s that my uncle and my dad saw. So so to to bring that back to this 2020-2021 is absurd because there's too many ways to be successful to get to the polls. Therefore, you don't need all these other means and ways of putting – 
votes in that don't have chain of custody, custody that don't have accountability. Because at the end of the day, like I told, listen, I go on networks and I tell my Democrat friends I got to do a speaking engagement here Friday with half the panel's Democrats in Atlanta. And I told Barron, he's one of my guys I fussed with on CNN during the campaign. I said, remember, this can be you. And this is, this doesn't make it right. You, I know you're all beating your chest on the other side over there. You got right. Biden in office. Yeah, yeah. You got all the shenanigans. I said, but this could be you. So you need to think about this. What's fair for all? So um, it is going to be challenging. But, John, you're absolutely right. It's going to take a MAGA backbone type of candidate that wants to run and serve in that capacity. You know, as they say in the church down here, I want you to serve for a while, but don't get too comfortable. Because after a while, I need you to go sit down. we got to put somebody else in there so you don't get complacent and content. So that's that's essentially what this movement's about, and that's what we're trying to uh, really convey that the president's movement is not a Trump cult movement. It's America first. I mean, come on. My God, John, what's wrong with making a Zenith an RCA? You know, what's wrong with bringing that beautiful shoe company, you know, Johnston Murphy, back to Tennessee, where those shoes are made in Tennessee, right. not in India, brother? Come on. Yeah, no, what's that's, wrong with chanting what, that? What's, what's wrong with the Maytag man coming and have those Maytags made in Ohio or in the Rust Belt? You know, so I, I think respectfully, it, we, we've got to get back to believing back in ourselves. And that's all the president was doing yeah. is putting the chant back in. You know, I tell my friends, it's like, you know, they get, well, that sounds racist. I said, really? When you go to the Olympics, who are you cheering for? Yeah. Well, America. Okay, what's wrong? Other countries cheer for their country. What's wrong with cheering for our country? We're great. We're the best. We can do this. We can do that. Where do you think that comes from? John, in order for you to be successful on this great podcast that you have, which you've done a magnificent job, you had to speak it. Someone told you, John, you got to start a podcast, brother. you got a great voice for America. you got a good pulse. Now look what you're at. You're over four or five million listeners now. But, yeah. so, but someone had to speak it to you, John. Yeah. And that's what's missing. That's what the president does. You got to speak it so it comes into existence. It's, then you start building because you someone believes in the vision. And there's so, when you is. look at the landscape, there's no one that has Donald Trump's voice anywhere in the Republican Party, and that's why 82, 83 percent of people are, are you know, still wanting him in the game every day because yep. the rest of the party, you know, there, maybe there's some up and comers, obviously, with new new folks every day, but. But uh, with the stature and stamina, he has the, the one voice in the Republican Party that can make a difference and can yeah. go up against that big Democratic machinery that, uh, you know, scares the heck out of a lot of uh, Republican establishment, Republicans particularly. Yeah. In um, a little bit of time we have left, I want to ask you about um, the early Biden agenda. So we've got, you know, uh, 11,000 union jobs erased on day one, a million four to two, seven million in jobs lost if the $15 minimum wage goes up. Gas prices are climbing. Uh, oil is up uh, over, uh, closing, closing in on $60 a barrel. Could be at 70 That makes Vladimir Putin a lot more strong. Um, yep. There's an, an instant record to run against uh, in uh, for Republicans. Do you think yep. that um, the Americans are ready to hear the, the truth about the Biden agenda and its real impact on the, you know, the dinner table, the checkbook? Uh, is that a real opportunity that the next few months for Republicans to get out there and explain the difference well, of what Donald Trump achieved and what Joe Biden's uh, unraveled? Yeah. Yeah. Good question, John. But here's something that's going to hurt what I'm about to say. The reason why the president was so successful, let's talk about the minority community. Okay. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse, diversity, sure. diverse coalition. I was privileged to start up one of the largest 
coalitions for him in 2015, right. which we got 9% of the black vote in 16, which we got 14% in 2020. Now, President Donald John Trump, the quote, accused ra- racist, <laughs> you yeah. know, after right, right, 40 right. years of the public eye, then he gets called that, lands the largest turnout in minority votes in the history as a Republican president since 1960. And I'll be honest with you, it could have been stronger, but that's another subject. Right. So here's the void here, Brother John. A lot of the losses around this great nation in our Senate seats in Georgia and other uh, runs across the nation outside of the crazy mail-in ballots. But President Donald John Trump was the only one that really truly understood how to go in there and ask for the black vote or Latino vote aggressively. What the hell do you have to lose? Look at your seats, streets. Look at That's bold, bold talk. Let me show you what I can do. Then what does he do? He gets the lowest black unemployment in my lifetime, John, 1972. That's when they start recording it. So with that being said, he was the only one that was visionary behind uh, way beyond that. The reason why a lot of these guys lost, John, is because they didn't adapt that same mentality, that thought process. That's why they lost. They had they had no coalitions. I'm being honest. I mean, we can we can throw the ballot so far. Yes, that's crazy, too. But at the end of the day, if, if you're if you're going to and, and listen, we accuse the Democrats going in black communities, promising the world and, and then doing nothing, come back four years later. That's true. Yep. But what what legacy do we have as Republicans towards the minority vote? Only thing I can see the success is, is Donald John Trump, well, you, you know, look, and LB. Yeah. Yeah. You look and at small business, the growth of African-American and Latino small businesses under Donald Trump was historic. And. They're now yeah. uh, through COVID and and now the the new agenda, they're in grave yep. danger of of seeing all those gains right. erased. Yeah, and so instead of speaking it, John, the candidates and everyone that's out there listening that's inspiring to run for office, you got to go on the urban markets, the urban radios, the urban publications, and sell the story about building your business, building your generational wealth. I'm a successful guy here in Atlanta. I came right. to town with thirty five dollars. In nine years, I was a millionaire. I'm a wow. rich guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that passion. I understand, of quote, the generational wealth of the business. There's, listen, John, there's 30 million small businesses in, in this great country. Small business, we make up 62% of the GDP. So there's only a small percentage of, of, of minority business. So the president's like, listen, look in your communities. You're in a, you're in a yeah. black community. Why don't you own the grocery store? Now, no disrespect to some of the my, my uh, Arab brothers and sisters and Korean brothers and sisters that come in and build businesses in black yep, communities. Yep. But I say that's fine. If that God bless you, I'm, I'm, no disrespect. Right. You know, but why not say, well, why don't you own the gas station? You're 98 percent of your patrons are African-Americans, but you don't own the gas station. Yeah. There's one black gas station owner in Clayton County here in South Georgia and one in Memphis. This is my wheelhouse now, brother. So that's the key where the president challenged and said, listen, build your retail commodities, build your business, build your family. Let's talk about the justice system, about these 20, 30 year sentencing on nonviolent offenses, locking away the black man away from the home. And and then addressing, incentivizing a black woman who has children in a project, but does not allow her to put a man in the house or the cuts and subsidies off. This is real talk coming from him, man. So this is success. Now, unfortunately, look, you know, we we were uh, overrun by mainstream media cutting us off, and I knew we were being affected, John. I know I'm getting long-winded, 
But the problem was that I knew a year and a half ago when they stopped asking me and Pastor Daryl and me and all these guys that was that spent three years on CNN, MSNBC, right. and people said, "Why are you out there?" I said, "Because it's easy to go on the, to to the audience that everyone's going to agree with, but go out there and ask the question." Like, listen, I know you don't like this person, but what about if we try it like this? And and I knew we were starting to get the message when we stopped started getting canceled on the yep. shows. They knew it was starting I to said, break oh through. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I was starting to like, listen, it's like this, you know, as as a Christian, John. If I can get an opportunity to talk to some lost folks and some folks who are struggling through alcohol or whatever they're struggling, right. sure, I want to talk to them. Hey, let me tell you what happened over here, man. Let me tell you what we can offer. But I don't ever want to be in a situation where I can't have access. And they knew we were getting through and they shut us out and they yeah. turned around. I've and heard that from so day. many, so many people. Yep. The, the, re, the message was resonating. So they, they yeah. just turned off the pipeline. They wouldn't let you talk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just got to stay diligent and stay strong and not let the, the cancel culture immerse us into questioning our ability to achieve and to be successful. And I, you know, I'm just more motivated. You know, people like I, I do five or six hits a week. I haven't wow. stopped. People are like, well, yeah. what do you think I was just going to go lay down? I said, this is a movie. <laughs> Not happening. This ain't going to stop. Come on. Your optimism so, that this I'm is really the big... excited about it. Yeah. I think we're going to be stronger. I think it's going to be healthy. I think a lot of Americans, especially now, you saw him putting more uh, incentives on illegal immigrants, and he's even trying to take the word away, illegal immigrants, and he babbled at a town hall. Yeah talking about minorities don't even know how to use the internet. This right. is going viral. I just tweeted this out. It's got a million yeah. hits. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, and people a lot are like, of what's material. going on? I said, what do you expect? That's Joe being Joe. What did you think? He wrote yeah. the crime bill. What do you think he cares about? Come on guys. Yeah. There's so, so much um, material. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I, I really feel sorry for Joe Biden. I think he has some early stages. I had uncles that went through, uh, forgetting things and babbling and doing things. It's sad. They propped this man up knowing he's sick and put it and locked him in the basement and yeah. ran his, his campaign. This is sad. Oh, this the American really people are very sad. perceptive. They, they, they pick yeah. up on these things. The media might not, but the American people do. That's the great yeah. part about it. And yeah. we're so lucky to have you, Bruce, uh, out there helping people be optimistic, get back in the game. There's no oh, reason yeah, to be pessimistic. Yeah. It's about oh, being yeah. optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap. Thing, on, we're going to wrap things up for today, Bruce. But I want to get you back on because I have so many other questions I want to go through with you. And so we'll, we'll get you back on soon. And um, thank you all for right. all that you do for this great country and for setting such a great model of success and optimism for, for what makes America so great. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right, folks, we're going to come back in a second and wrap things up for the day. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. 
Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Bruce. A lot of insight, a lot of passion. I think the point he made about small business owners uh, and their frustration with the Biden agenda, particularly African-American and Latino small business owners who thrived under the Trump uh, policies and now are worried about rising energy costs, potential inflation, increased regulatory compliance costs. Uh, that's a dynamic to watch for. Uh, we'll see if Republicans are smart enough to to uh, uh, engage on that issue. But I have a strong suspicion uh, that this is going to become an increasing uh, issue undercurrent as we head into the 2022 and 2024 elections. Of course, he had a lot of great insights into President Trump and what is next for the team Trump uh, all across the country. Uh, I want to thank Bruce for spending so much time with us today. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with some more exclusive reporting, some more exclusive stories, and, of course, another big guest. We'll let you know who that is in the morning. Until then, have a blessed night. May God bless America, as he always has. May he bless your family. I hope you're staying warm. If you're in one of the areas getting winter storms like we are here in Washington, D.C., stay warm. My thoughts and prayers are with all of our great citizens in Texas, all of our listeners in the great state of Texas who are still dealing with power outages and cold, unlike anything Texas has seen in a long time. We're worried for them as well. Our prayers and thoughts are with you, and may God bless you tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully to warm your hearts uh, with some new news and some new interviews with John Solomon Reports and, of course, justthenews.com. Justthenews.com.